You are about to enter a great adventure. This is Strutting from Gorilla. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Strutting from Gorilla, episode 16. It's uh, December 22nd, a couple days before Christmas. Um, and just to give you a little information about us, we're four grown men in our 30s who love to chat about wrestling. And Vito, one of our illustrious hosts, wanted me to tell you that we're not insiders, right? We're not insiders. That is no. Correct. Yes. No, but so, just so you know, that's what we. that's who we are. And we're here, and we're bringing the chatter this week. Um, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Join us on Twitter, at from underscore gorilla. Same thing on TikTok. And today we'll be talking about the best and worst moments of 2020. We'll give out some 2020 accolades. Oh, yeah. And Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about the working relationship between Impact and AEW. Some big news has come up in the past couple of weeks, as well as NJ... PW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And let's go to our two cents, Mikey Cash. Thank you, Mango. Good to be here again. I don't know why I just did that. I just sounded like a like one of the, the co-hosts on like a game show. Like, tell him what he's won. Uh, anyway, so what, all the, what all these listeners is, have won is uh, another chance for me to, <laughs> to just sing the praises of the women's division and the growth that the women's division has had. Uh, just this past week, I, I was watching AW Dynamite. Uh, I was watching uh, Abaddon, who I don't know if you guys have seen her on Dynamite, but she's fucking terrifying. And it looks like they're yeah. they're setting her up to have a rivalry with Hikaru Shida for the women's title. And I'm all for it. I'm just that's my two cents this week is I'm all for Abaddon. She's creepy as fuck, but I feel like that's it's really cool. It's like in the same vein of what they what they do with the fiend and all that like just let you're just having a female do it and it's really cool and in impact they do the same thing with uh rosemary she's got like a similar kind of gimmick so i i like that kind of stuff it's something different you know everybody else is like oh we're just like really good athletes and that's all well and good and the men's division does the same thing but that's cool like there's like real character there there's actual theatrics there's there's something there that i think can really draw people in I was just gonna say I agree. I think that's really cool. I've seen her a couple times, and I like the um, just kind of got that like Undertaker fiend vibe. You kind of hit on it before yeah. I did, so um, agreed with all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely something that's missing is the character aspect of it, the development of the character, all that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no slow build anymore. There's no, no slow build whatsoever. It's 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 just it's kind of like they make it into this like wrestling's real type of thing where it's like a competitive UFC fight. And I it's just it's boring. Like, that's not what it is. Like, it, we all know it's fake. We all know it's it's it's, you know, predetermined. Yep. So let's let's give us something that's fun, something that's entertaining, you know, not this like I'm mad at you bullshit. And then they just go to the next person. And I'm mad at you, you know, like, come on. But and so I, I do on one hand agree with you, Vito, but you know, there is the other hand, which disagrees with you. And I'll disagree with you only to a certain point, but here's my point. We enjoyed wrestling significantly more back in the day in the early nineties, late eighties, when you knew, when you thought it was real, you know, we were talking uh, in our last episode, mystique, 
right? The mystique of The Undertaker. We thought, nobody actually thought he was dead, but there was something when Warrior was in the casket, when Kamala was in the casket, when Yokozuna was in the casket. It just kind of felt like some somebody was dead, right? So there was just that much more to the story, whether or not when they got hurt back then, you were like, oh shit, they're really fucked. Now you're like, ah, what was it? The sh- one of the shittiest matches of the year where the guy's eye popped out. Mysterious. Yeah, oh, terrible. Yeah, terrible. so. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> not good. Oh, not guys, good storytelling. Sorry, that was my match of the year. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, that wasn't real? <laughs> <laughs> you know what is real? Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Oh, oh, yes. So, gentlemen. WE Network has has these things called network uh, hidden gems, right? Well, lots of them. There's a lot of they every month they kind of re retool their library and they kind of talk about what the hidden gems are for that time of year. Well, there's still different uh, different shows, and I call them my network nuggets because these are things that I'm in the middle of just diving in on right now. Uh, and the one that I'm diving in on right now is actually Smoky Mountain Wrestling, where one of the uh, ambassadors to AEW started his career not in, while he was in Canada. His first state appearance was actually in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with uh, Lance Storm. That was Chris Jericho. Hell yeah. And if you look on the network, um, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, May 7th, 1994. Go to the 13-minute mark. They have a music video. It is classic. It is one of... So the music to begin, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, is on that 8-gig fucking terrible Nintendo. Could have been an Apple hard drive song. It's just... That's where, that's where we're at at this point. Um, and... It was just... I fucking f- just fell in love with wrestling all over again because it just brought you right back... Now, to me, what I I love about the network is what's old is new again, right? So now I'm diving in on things that you probably never even watched before, right? So whether it was you know shit from the seventies, shit, shit from the sixties, or I, I forget how far it goes back, but you know, That's it's a lot of shit. It's worth checking out. I mean, the catalogs catalogs deep. Uh, wrestling has been around forever and uh, Vince bought every territory in the eighties into the nineties. So, you know, check them out. Yeah. So Smoky mountain, right. Uh, I think the owner maybe was Jim Cornette. Is that he's right? Definitely the big promoter there for sure. Yeah, I think he, at one point he was. Yeah. And you know what else, you know, who else was in Smoky mountain? Your boy, new Jack. he was 100% was yeah he had some very controversial stuff there if you watch I want to watch some of that shit New Jack was part of the what was he a part of the 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 gangsters or whatever where they legitimately fried chicken and ate watermelon and this was just to really not PC oh it was the furthest thing from PC and it was everything to do to just mess with everybody in the south yeah, and there the crowd the crowd was very racist. Very racist Wait, at that time. What? Yeah. Sm- yeah, 100%. <laughs> dude. 
Well, you get eating shocking. <laughs> so was the promoter. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? Bob, you bring up a good point with all of that. And I, I do think we should do a segment on this at one point about um, how a lot of the territories are no longer around. And I think that's a big reason. I think I've hit on this before, but that's a really big reason why the product sucks. Because you had all these different people from different territories that learned different styles of wrestling. And now you got that big cookie cutter mold now. Everything's going through the factory, which is why I think that AEW is doing so well, because they have all these different styles of wrestlers in there, not just one set mold. So story for another day. But Bobby, that, that's a great point. I can't I couldn't agree with you more, Vito. I, you know, think about America, the melting pot, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of the all of the wrestling, uh, mainstream wrestling is WWE crap. It's like, you know, there was the South, there was Midwest, there was uh, Jerry Lawler, there was, uh, you know, fucking Canada, Great all that announcer. shit. Great, <laughs> terrible announcer. That's a, that's a story for another day. That's another episode. So, yeah, we've been, you know, maybe we've uh, talked about Smoky Mountain a little too long. Let's, uh, let's move on here. Sex. Shad, <laughs> <laughs> throw that in there. Uh, Vito, did you have something you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I did actually. I wanted to talk about WrestleMania. So, oh, so I do I. Like... Okay, I want to talk about WrestleMania. <laughs> so, um, no, <laughs> Mango, listen, I you owe I, yeah, I owe you a slide you. in there, so you can take any of my content. That's fine. Um, but no, I, I did want to talk about WrestleMania. I mean, I feel like it was just yesterday that it was, uh, the quarantine and we didn't know what the hell was going to happen. But uh, I was reading in uh, on the interwebs um, with a lot of the uh, internet wrestling community out there. There's a, a lot of takes and I was reading a couple of the matches that have been proposed through the rumor mill. And um, it just, I, I hate to be negative and we've, we've been negative, but like, I can't not be negative here. It's, it sounds awful. It sounds terrible, and it's going down the path that we talk about all the time. So basically, the rumor is that there's going to be three big matches, and they are Orton versus Edge rematch, okay? Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, boring. And Lesnar, Lee, and McIntyre in a triple threat match, which that one I'm not so upset about. Out of the three, I could take that one. But, Maybe. but but here's the reason why, though. Here's my problem, and I, I'm sure you guys will all agree on this, but three in those three matches, they each have a wrestler who hasn't appeared on TV since WrestleMania. So, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you got Orton and Edge, who they've already been down that path. I think Edge needs to go build up some younger talent, work with someone he hasn't worked with. You got Reigns and Goldberg, which is going to be a five-second match, and it's just going to be terrible. That is literally going to be the worst match of all time. And then you got the Lesnar thing, and, like, at least it's a triple threat match. So you get Lee and McIntyre in there, and it's somewhat decent. But I I don't know. I just – if that's the card, I'm not watching. I really am not. Well, Vito, let's see how it plays out. But I, I agree. I, for once, I agree with you on that piece of it. It, it, I, I don't necessarily feel compelled to want to watch that either. Maybe the triple threat, as long you know, Lesnar can sometimes do well in things like that. Like we've seen him with like Rollins and Cena have a really good triple threat match. Like Lesnar knows how to do that kind of stuff when he's fucking motivated. But when he's not, you get Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania. So. Yeah. It depends on, you know, what side of the bed Lesnar wakes up on that morning. Right. But 
to, I, I, I'm not really a fan of any of that other stuff. And to your point about this Goldberg and Reigns thing, we were texting off air for our listeners. And one of the big pieces of news that came out on Twitter was that the rock was going to show up on talking smack. And now for people who have been listening to our show, you know that we've been talking about our thoughts and, and theories about this whole tribal chief storyline with Roman Reigns leading to a match with the rock. And so we're all texting each other excited out of our minds. Cause we're like, maybe this is how they throw a little teaser in there. Like just something to get it moving. Well, WWE laid a giant turd to steal Vito's phrase. They absolutely not, not only not only was it not like it wasn't an actual appearance. They literally just repackaged uh, an Instagram live video that he did with Jay Glazer. And it was like from months ago and they just repackaged it and just said, oh, it's the rock. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just absolutely just completely tone deaf. And and again, yeah. I, I'm getting about it, but I shouldn't be surprised. No, you shouldn't be. But I mean, I think we talked about this too. I think the idea behind it, and it makes total sense, is if they're not gonna do WrestleMania with a live audience, you know, it doesn't make sense to have the rock there if you're not gonna get him. You know, you might as well do it the next mm-hmm. year or do it at SummerSlam yeah. if you can, because he's going to be such a big draw. You got the biggest movie star in Hollywood. Um, so I get that. But like, don't act like you're trying to bring the rock into this. And it's yes. just you, they're just trying to grab viewers. And I'm going to talk about this later. But like they're at the lowest point they've ever been with 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 viewers. So stupid. Yeah, we're definitely going to uh, talk about the ratings a little later. I think I, I completely agree with you. Maybe I think they're trying to, they were trying to pop a rating maybe to bring up the average of the talk. Cause there's only two weeks numbers. left in the year or something. Yeah. Well, but like people would, I don't know, watch leading up into it. Uh, I have a question for you guys. I, we have a ton of a ton to like go yeah. over, but I want to just ask you in regards to WrestleMania, just one question. If I'll tell you what my thought is, and then you guys can go, um, those three matches do not get me excited either. But I'm trying to think what in the entire WWE universe, aside from The Rock, is there anybody that would actually excite you for two guys facing each other? Charlotte and Asuka again. That would that would do it for me. Charlotte versus okay. Asuka or uh as the main event? Yeah. Asuka can do it. Charlotte can do it. She's shown she okay. can Asuka's one of what the What about guys? Guys? Hmm. That's actually I'll give you a guy. I'll give you guys. I honestly I honestly think they should continue the Randy Orton and Fiend feud. I I think it's been pretty good. It's been a slower build. I'm not a to WrestleMania. Yeah, are, I'm not. You a are one of the fan. few. I know, but but I'm just saying, like, live with something here. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm not. A, I think the Lesnar thing is is fine, but they they need to throw some of these guys in the fire here and see what they can get out of it. They can't keep doing. I mean, this is probably the third or fourth WrestleMania where we've had this. This crap. What a, what about KO? Kevin? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, they can find something that makes sense for him, sure. Uh, well, I, it, this has nothing to do with KO. So, But I, as you were talking just now, Vito, I started thinking about it. And Reigns and Brian. I saw some little... I saw some highlight of SmackDown where they beat the shit out of him recently. And I wonder I, if anybody could do that. I think, I think Brian, he's got like the natural link up with the crowd. People love him. And you know, Roman has really shown himself to be a really good heel. So I think, I think you could, and they have really great in-ring chemistry together. I think that could work. 
Daniel Bryan knows how to give a good That's promo. He's believable in the ring. He has good psychology. Roman's killing it right now. Boom. I think that's where they're going to go. Yeah, I, I think the other person they need to lean on more is AJ Styles. I don't know how much longer he's going to be there, but he puts on great matches. Like, build with that. Give Get him in there in a great match. Get him in there with Daniel Bryan again. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would be an awesome match. Sure. So, get him in there with Edge. They're not going to you know what I mean? Like, I have a hot take. So, AJ Styles is caca. So, I enjoyed the... Uh, I actually enjoyed the TLC uh, Reigns KO match. Uh, Sands Bobby, Uso, Bobby just no full time. Mango's point. What did I do? Why did I do that? Just, just no, no sold Mango's hot take. That was good, Bobby. You acted like he didn't even say a word. I did. That was good. I like that. <laughs> I respect yeah. your Can you game. Guys hear me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mango put all I'm his heart into that statement. <laughs> Bobby was just like, I was like, what all right, we're moving KO? on to DLC. <laughs> and what I want to talk about, I am the leader. Well, no. This is a good. Well, we were talking about KO, and I, I actually I felt like the Reigns, the Reigns KO thing could go a little bit longer. Minus an Uso. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay? keep going back. So quickly, I think it, it's almost uh, 2021. 2020 has been a, a hell of a year. Hell of a ride. Wow. Let's do some review. Let's do it. I'm like echoing. Can can you guys hear me echo? No. Yes. What the fuck? Talk lower. Is it me? Even, even lower. It says that you have a bad network connection. We should definitely keep this in because Mango's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, so glad you're back. I'm your friend. Uh, oh, it went up to average. Sounds about right for you. Sounds about right for you. All right. Yeah, 2020. Right. Who wants to Moving go first along. with him? We'll talk about match of the year, feud of the year, and rest of the year. <laughs> Then we'll talk about moments and shit. Who wants to go okay. first? Do, do you all have a match of the okay. year or just Vito? No. Okay. Vito, it'll come to me, but Vito, you go first. Yeah. So my match of the year in a year of empty arenas, um, which has been very difficult. I thought, you know, the match of the year for me was uh, Kenny, o, Kenny Omega and um, John Moxley. Um, really enjoyed that at full gear. Um, thought it was an awesome match. It was the no sanction match brought back some old school, um, hardcore wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh, I loved it. Loved every second of it. I, I told you I wanted more blood and more pile drivers. They gave me all that. So barbed wire fences, um, you know, ripping the mat off the ring. Uh, it was really great. It was really great. Was that a, uh, a wow. pay-per-view match? The full, full gear was pay-per-view. I yes, saw that. It yeah, it was good. Yeah, of course. It's on YouTube. I'm sure you it, can find some clips. Yeah, it is. How do you think a, it compared to really the one on Dynamite where Omega won the title? It's better. Like no contest? No, no yeah, it's no question. Yeah, no, it's it 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 might be in my top ten of matches Fuck of all God, time. I really? I really enjoyed it that much. Wow. Yeah. It's very hardcore. It's it's good. It, it's like the first time that they were able to let loose. And you know that that Moxley was like chomping at the bit to find oh, yeah. something intense. 
I've just been watching a lot of the 97, 98 Raws and and uh, that time frame. And he reminds me so much of Austin. It's just he's got this I don't care attitude. I'm going to jump in the mix. It, 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 I really compare him to that. I don't think he's clearly at that level, especially at that time. But I can just you could see a little bit of him. And he's since he's been in AEW, he's had that kind of. Uh, they, they're able to let him let the reins out a little bit and, and kind of let him be himself. And I, I really enjoy it. I, I like him a lot. So do you have a match of the year, Mr. Cash? I, I do. I do. I do. It, it was coming to me as you were talking and this one was not a hardcore match. Uh, and surprisingly it wasn't a women's match. I have some that are right there. Though, <laughs> That's a trust first. Me. Uh, but this one, this one was, uh, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly from takeover. Okay. It was one of the most hard hitting matches I've seen. And we were talking before about people just like doing hard hitting for the sake of doing hard hitting or doing high flying for the sake of doing it. And there's no like psychology behind it. But when you watch these guys, Kyle O'Reilly, he's a veteran. Finn Balor, he's a veteran. These guys know how to tell stories in the ring and the art, in them being so physical with each other. It was very much like a new Japan match between these two guys. It was very much like, you know, you match my strength. I match yours. And I thought, I thought it was really great to watch. I had never really seen something like that from WWE wrestlers specifically. So uh, they must've gotten some permission to be able to just go out there and do whatever the hell they wanted. But for about a half hour, they just beat the shit out of each other. Kyle O'Reilly had a bruised liver. Uh, Finn Balor is still recovering from breaking his fucking jaw and shattering all over the place. Uh, it was a really cool match. I know, I know I say that and it actually makes it sound like they were reckless in the ring, but it, it was, it was a really good match to watch. So I would recommend people check it out on the network. Yeah. There wasn't really a lot to choose from. Um, I could, I could tell mm-hmm. you that it's a tough year to pick a great match. Uh, and you know, at the same time, yeah. you don't have a crowd there. So it's like that you get, you get to feed off the crowd a little bit when you're watching at home and see what they see and kind of feel what they feel. And we, you didn't get that. So, um, uh, it was a, that's a tough one, but if I had to give it to him, I would do the Omega Bobby, Moxley you and your match was great too. So I did. And, uh, and to go, I actually wanted to go with, um, styles. Taker oh, I was going to say that. Mania. Yeah, that's a good so, one. That's a good there's one. multiple reasons why. Um, yeah. One being the first cinematic. Whether, uh, and I'm sure there could be some really independent feature that did a cinematic, but nobody's done a cinematic like this. This was, it, it was everything that you could have wanted out of um takers final match um because i mean we've seen whether he was hot whether it was cold whether he was in the middle um towards the end you didn't know which taker you were getting so this taker was um the cleanest of all of them and he brought the holy trinity he brought mark yeah. he brought taker and he brought the American badass. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I loved his send off in uh, first five series this year. Um, I mean, I know we just did the taker 
uh, episode uh, this last time around. But if there was any highlight for 2020 to me, it was uh, it, w- it was just take her all together. Uh, love the documentary. Um, and it, it was a great way to close the chapter and forget that uh, wrestling was actually around this year. And I got to celebrate a legend. Yeah, I so that's a good one. I like that that pick, Bobby. I was actually this would be a very controversial controversial pick, but I was actually going to pick uh, the Fiend and um, and Cena, and I know that's not even really a match, but I just thought the whole that's thing was a, that was cool. a great. I just thought it was really cool. I just thought it was very well done. Um, I guess you call it a segment, but um, I just. Yeah, if you're gonna go actually wrestling, oh, that cool. um, then I I pick it too. But but Bobby Years is up there too. I I I'd like that as well. Yeah, this, this uh, I would say that mine would be. Uh, I was gonna say exactly what Bobby said. The Undertaker versus. I think what made it even more special was yeah. giving AJ Styles. I you know like five minutes ago I said AJ Styles is a caca. I'm not sure if you guys heard that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're a bigger. Now I'm putting him in the home team. My life. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> no, he sucks. No, he's in the whole thing. Okay. Um, I I just think it was a really cool moment for Styles to be in the. I don't know if they. I wonder if they knew that was going to be the last one because I felt like it was a way. It was like an open door for them to be able to do this. You know, this sort of cinematic match. Maybe bring in Sting. Maybe do all this other stuff that they just didn't really capitalize on. Uh, I did love the. Uh, documentary but i wanted to make a comment about the documentary i'm not sure if you guys I'm not sure how much you guys love the documentary did you guys really like the documentary the last ride i personally i started really not liking it. i completely agree on. with mike uh and i there was a match okay so uh he faced goldberg in saudi arabia it was tuesday morning but it was saturday there um and i said that last week too uh and so anyways he he hurt himself, right? And so who's who's Michelle McCool was like in the background, they were interviewing her and she was like, Yeah, uh, I talked to him and he was like, My back is jacked up. And she goes, For him to admit that his back was jacked up, I knew it was really bad. And I was like, I've just watched four hours of The Undertaker talk about how injured he is all the time. That's all he talks about is how much how bad he's like, I haven't been myself. I'm not myself. I'm not myself. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. Wow. I'm going to look at it the other way because if someone comes to me and they're my boss and has given me the career, because he obviously has a lot of respect for Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon keeps coming to him because clearly all the other wrestlers can't draw ratings, and they keep coming to him, and he says, I need you, Taker. I need you, Taker. I need you, Taker. And then he has this this attitude of, well, I can still go on. I'm the Undertaker. Like, I I just see it as him being loyal to the guy because he does say at one point, like, I feel bad because there's other people that I'm taking a spot away from. And I think that it's so then partially his ego. No. Yeah, but he's not going to do that. He, he doesn't do that. He no. didn't say no when he wanted. Well, he didn't say no when, him, when Vince, why, why Vince on, wanted to him. Who said what there? Uh, Repeat that. I was just saying that I. I think he was doing it to appease Vince McMahon to help him out. I think partially that's it. I think some part of it is that he was also had an ego of about himself and money. Yeah, of course, money, of course, money. Right. But I still think like he's going to do whatever Vince McMahon tells him to do. I just really feel like that's his, his style. And that's a problem then. 
that's a fucking problem. Oh, no, I'm not saying if he's not I'm even not saying like it's not. That. No, I know. I know you're not saying it's not. It's just <laughs> that that presents a bigger issue with the fucking guy. And that's that's why yeah, I like right, Mango. Yeah. The more I watched that documentary, the more he, I was like, what are you doing? Like it just you give Hogan it, a lot of shit. He kind of soured it. Yeah, yeah but Hogan was an ass there with him. Ah, you know, it comes, he gets a bad rap, but you know, you're looking at the documentary the way they are. It's, it's not too much further off really. I mean, you know, he has a lot more respect right in the there. locker room because he's willing to do things. But my point is, I think it's like 50% that and 50% Vince told me I needed to be done, you know? And, but that, but listen, we did a whole episode on undertaker. We're talking about, yeah, we just did a whole episode and now we're <laughs> hashtag Let's go to of the year. Yeah, so I'll make these quick. I'm going to wrap mine in together said. with Feud of the Year and Wrestler of the Year just so we can move along. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm always quick. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so mine is uh, my, my Feud of the Year is John Moxley and Chris Jericho. There's a theme here, you know, and my Wrestler of the Year was da da da. John Moxley. And I think it, I think it to mm. me, it was the year of Moxley. And I just think he, he really blossomed this year and he had the feud with Jericho. I thought it was great when the, he, Jericho was in the inner circle and they came and did the whole eye thing, which happened before um, WWE did the whole eye poking thing. So I think that it, I, I just think it was a great feud. Jericho, you know, put Moxley over um, and, and Moxley just kind of looked like a badass. He was taking on the, the, the four or five guys there. And um you know, it was good. It was good. I, I, and I think Moxley has won the year. I think COVID has made it tough for anybody to really look great. Um, you know, there's a couple other people you could have put in there. Roman Reigns got a comeback that I thought was good. Uh, you know, um, but I just thought Moxley stood out the most to me. Yeah. I, I, I see that one. And, and in terms of my feud of the year, it, this one, it's not, it, it's not uh, Jericho and Moxley for me. And I don't know if you've been called this a rivalry, but it, it kind of, it was this like long standing kind of brooding feud between the two of them, but it was hangman page and Kenny Omega. I thought that was one of the more beautiful stories they've told. And it was long form storytelling where they were, they actually gave, they, they were, there were subtleties in that in that rivalry. It wasn't just so blatant classic pro wrestling one-on-one. It, it actually felt like <laughs> it actually felt like they, they put some thought into it and that like page and Omega actually had a hand in how this storyline played out. And I think it's going to continue into next year. I obviously, I think, I think that's where this is going. So I don't think it's even over yet. Uh, but as far as my wrestler of the year, uh, I, I'm going to have to agree with Vito. I got to say John Moxley. I mean, we were watching him every week. We continuously appreciate the guy's ability to adapt to the different wrestlers and to the different styles of wrestlers that he fights. And I think that has helped him remain fresh. I think that helps him re- remain like a credible champion when he was the champion. And I'm really looking forward to seeing sort of what happens, how he bounces back from this title loss and like where his character goes in the, in the coming year. Yeah, agreed. I think this year will be a little bit tougher with um, to, to judge some things. Hopefully, once we get a live crowd back, because a live crowd really is the essence mm-hmm. of wrestling. It that's like taking out fifty percent of the performance. Yeah. So it's been tough. I'm not going to say it, it hasn't been, and I we I think we all understand that. But 
yeah, I think those are good. I think um, in terms of wrestler of the year, I would say I think Drew McIntyre was on his way to becoming like mm-hmm. he would have been a good. One. I think He's he would have. He was the one guy who would have benefited tremendously from a live crowd because uh, he was actually getting over at the time. You know, at, at Royal Rumble, right? Yep. Uh, Pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, you know, unfortunately, he mm-hmm. he beat Lesnar right at WrestleMania. Sent him packing. He hasn't been seen since. But it was in front of nobody. So, like you guys said, I mean, uh, Moxley obviously has more nuance to his wrestling and more subtlety and all this other thing. I mean, he's not like the big – Moxley's great. Yeah, I can't argue with that one. Um, in terms of moments for 2020, um, you know, I think there's a little more Undertaker talk here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get into it too much, but I, I'll just pick my two moments. There wasn't a lot. They got to be honest. There really just wasn't a lot. I mean, we could talk about a few different things, but um, we've talked about it in our other podcasts. Uh, but, you know, Undertaker retiring was a big moment for us. I mean, I think for all of us, we've watched him for, you know, 30 years. So, yeah, it's a big moment for all of us. And then my other big one was Sting coming back. I thought that that was a, a great moment. That was one of the only moments this year. And usually, I don't know if it's every year, but there's there's just – there's some moments that I feel like I always look at wrestling and I'm like, wow, this one just made me really happy. I was surprised. And that was awesome. I, I again, I like sting. I know there's a differing opinion here in the, the, the squad over here, but I, I just, I really like sting. I thought, you know, what WWE was doing to him was not good. And so the fact that he gets another shot and the way you could tell every, you almost felt like the wrestlers and the announcers were just as excited as, as I was. Um, I mean, I was so excited. I went out immediately that day and bought my uh, AEW, Shirt that I got on right here, gentlemen. I like that you didn't even buy a Sting shirt. You just bought an AEW shirt. I tried. It was sold out. (laughs) (laughs) They sold all two of them. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am the one that's been uh, saying that he doesn't like Sting. But I will say, um, do you think, Vito, that that are they are they too close to the sun? Are they are they getting too close into Impact territory? Like back from whenever sting i mean are they really going to bring like you know what i mean they could be i don't know i just think maybe if they did this right they give him a fair uh you know a send-off they let him you know be part of the show every week i mean he hasn't wrestled yet i don't know if he's going to i don't think he can he had some sort of spinal issue spinal tonight i forget what it is uh, is i think it's the same thing that edge had um but yeah I hope they he doesn't wrestle a lot. If he does, I hope it's a one-off type thing, and he's just part of the show, part of storylines. They seem to do a good job of getting those guys involved, like Jake the Snake. You know, he's not involved every week, but when he is, it it, it felt good. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he, they used him. So well, I think so. Um, Sting has spinal stenosis, which is like the narrowing of the That's spinal it. cord. Which, um, if you catch it at the good yeah. time at, a, at the right time, you can get surgery and get physical therapy and be back up and going. But don't forget. Sting is 61 years old. I was just about to say that. I was just about yeah. to say that. Yeah. Does it, yeah. does it matter if you're over 60? I mean, like, he's probably looking at, like, trying to just be comfortable when he takes, like, a shower. Like, you know? I know. I know. Right. Like the wrestler, know. you know? Like, can he grab the soap and not drop it and, like, move, you know? You know that scene, you know what I'm talking about, in the movie The Wrestler? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Did I do. you know yeah. Hulk Great turned movie. down that role? That's what he said. Oh, he said that. But so he says, I, I mean, did he really like, 
He, that would have been awful yeah. if he was the wrestler. It was only good because Mickey uh, Rourke played a a good, uh, did a really good job playing a beat up. That was wrestler, a great flick. You know? Did you know Hulk Hogan yeah. also? Yeah. He looks just like Scott Ooh, Steiner. Yeah, yeah. So a big ellipse. <laughs> he did. Um, did you know Hulk Hogan yeah. also turned down the lead in The Godfather as well? It was it, he was seven <laughs> years old, but he still turned it down. I'm like, come on, it's <laughs> not for me, brother. <laughs> Yeah. So, Mikey Cash, what's your uh, biggest moments of 2020? Uh, so, I, I got a couple here. I, I'm actually taking a page out of Vito's book. I have 17 different moments. <laughs> That's it? For, <laughs> <laughs> 2020. I've been trying to cut down. You know, I'm really trying to job. watch myself. No, no, uh, no, my, one of my moments was Edge returning at the Royal Rumble. I actually think that was just like a really great feel-good moment. It was also one of the last times we had crowds. And... <laughs> yeah. The the pop when his music hit, it, like the sheer shock of it all was insane. Because I think all, it was one of the better kept secrets in wrestling. <laughs> like Nobody knew that he would be coming back. And you just, you hear well, that. You they, know did, they did know, but he denied it. So he kind of lied because everyone said, oh, Reg is coming back. I just come back. And he said, there was a statement he wrote. He goes, I am not wrestling again. And then he shows up. <laughs> He did the Chris Jericho, just deny, deny, yeah, deny, and then and then you just show up. I thought it was cool. Yeah, uh, I like you too. A- after that, I would say, like in terms of my moments, it's just like watching Sasha and Bailey on the screen. They're fucking gold together. They were they were great as that tag team, that like chicken shit heel tag team. They had all the gold at one point. They just ran that women's division. I loved it. I loved that it eventually turned into them feuding again and finishing that five year long uh, rivalry. Uh, you can listen to our other episode where I talk about that. Uh, also the emergence of Thunder Rosa. She's a bad bitch. She's fucking awesome. Uh, I encourage anybody who's listening right now, go on YouTube and watch uh, old NWA powers from earlier in this year where she beats Alison K for the NWA women's title. She defends it all over. She re- and then she pops up on AEW and has a classic with Hikaru Shida. Anyway, I love that. So my moment is the women's division growth. And, and then the variety, the variety, baby. We yeah. finally have it again in pro wrestling, like in mainstream wrestling. We got NWA, Shockwave. It's back on YouTube. We have AEW. We also now have, we got Impact being a contender again. And obviously WWE. <laughs> It's great for us as the fans because how long and how many times we come on here and we talk about all the things that we don't like that we're watching on WWE programming. Well, guess what? Now you can actually just change the channel. You can go to a different device and watch something else. We have options now. We don't have to just keep watching it because it's the only thing on. Well, Mike, I know we don't really have this on the docket. It was at the beginning, but the um, you want to talk. This might be a good way to talk about the uh, – the inner promotion thing real quick. You know, I know that yeah. it was something we wanted to touch base on today. And uh, before we get into Bobby's uh, update in the stock watch for 2020, I just, I, I think it makes sense to kind of talk about this real quick. Um, I'll let you lead it off. Cause I know you're a big proponent of this. I, I am a big proponent of it. Cause I think for us, it's it, we we've mentioned this before. It's a callback to the territories, you know, Bobby, you alluded to Vince buying up all the territories in the eighties and nineties. And we never got to see that again. So for us to start seeing, I mean, it's not exactly territories, but essentially there's different companies working collaboratively together. And I think that's really great. It keeps talent fresh. 
on screen for all of us. Like we get to see uh, fresh matchups, things that we never thought we were going to see. I think it's really good for the wrestlers too, because they're also making paydays in that company as well as the one that they're at. And I think, I think best of all, it's just the fact that, you know, like I said before, the variety is the spice of life. And I think for us to be able to have multiple places to go to even follow our favorite wrestlers. So when they, you know, they, if they're on AEW and then Kenny Omega showing up on impact, there are going to be people that will follow him to watch him on impact. And I think that's good for impact. And then impacts numbers grow and then they can continue to foster the talent. And likewise with AEW and with NWA, you know, NWA doesn't get a lot of love, but with what they got going on with their women's division sharing talent, I think eventually that'll lead into, you know, maybe somebody like Nick Aldis, who's their champion, maybe coming over to AEW for a little stint. Uh, there's tons of guys in there. Damian Sandow. You guys remember him? Yep. He's been killing it in NWA as well. This guy, Eli Drake, this guy has got like the in-ring skills of Austin and the mic skills of rock. It's really cool to watch. Uh, so just there's different things to be checking out guys. And, and that's why I'm, I'm, that's why it's one of my, my big moments in, in 2020 is we're finally seeing the return of variety. Yeah, I agree with you there. The one thing I want to add, I, cause I'm kind of, I, I have a, there's a, a cautionary tale here a cautionary mm. tale, and then, mm. you know, WWE and, and WCW did a lot of this that we just probably don't even realize, but like WWE and ECW was constantly yep doing that and um and also even the nwa and wwe i'm watching the 97 raws right now and they have a lot of the nwa coming in and wrestling some of the talent in the wwf at the time and then in wcw there was a lot of new japan wrestlers that came over there and then their relationship soured because bischoff was signing people underneath their their wings but my, my cautionary tale here is um i just don't want it to get too convoluted like, I agree. I think it's good to do this, but, but let's not do this all the time, right? Like, let's not constantly have someone on here, someone on there, someone over there, because now you're turning into the WWE raw SmackDown situation where people get drafted and it means shit and they just show That's up whenever they want. That's you know what I mean? Point. And I, I just, I can't take that. And then I don't know when someone's going to be on a certain show. So then I miss it and I miss a storyline and I get frustrated. Like that's what I don't want to Mm -hmm. happen. So if they do it right and it's, it's, it's spaced out and they promote stuff and I think it'd be great. I have no problem with that. And I think it would be, I I think it would be fantastic. Hmm. Right. What, what they're doing with Omega now seems to be working so far. And I I get the sense that I, I don't know if they're leading for him winning all the different championships, but that would be really interesting because he already, <laughs> that would be- he wrestled in uh, the AAA promotion uh, in Mexico and he won that championship. Yes, he did. So he has two world championships so, right now. And now he's showing up. What on was impact. the motivation storyline wise of him going to impact? His relationship with Don Callis, who is like a family friend. Don Callis is an impact guy. Yeah, he's uh, he used to be the jackal in WWF, and then he was oh, in yeah. ECW, as, and then he was also in WWF. I mean, in uh, ECW as um, the network executive. I, knew, I couldn't remember. And he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I just think he's like your total sleaze in real life guy. That, like, if you, did you? I know you guys said you haven't seen Ready to if Rumble. Is that, that, is that correct? Movie, the movie Ready no, to I've Rumble. seen Ready to Rumble. Okay, so the guy who plays Bischoff's character kind of in there with the slick back hair, that is Don In Callis real life, you mean? 
like I, in real life, he's a fucking fuck asshole. That guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. And he's the big creative mind behind all that. But dude, the, the Jackal was the worst character in, I, I, he wasn't in our worst list, but he could have been on there if we thought hard. I enough. think, yeah, uh, think it back. That was an interesting uh, recall that you, you're, you guys' wrestling knowledge is pretty insane. But um, I will say that uh, it's amazing we have a podcast. ECW, um, whenever, they were coming over to WWF back in 96, stuff like that. Vito, you were mentioning that. Um, I think that was really a really cool time in wrestling. But it was the time when Vince was, like, fighting for his life. He was, like, trying anything. He was actually trying things. It was really cool. Yeah, but that's what Tony Khan is doing right now. He's, like, trying shit. He's, mm-hmm. like, but, uh, and, in a good and way. I, I like it. And, and, and Vito, I am with you on this point. I do think – you know, don't oversaturate it, you know, play it, play it cool, play it smart, you know, don't, don't overexpose it so that it still means something. And if it doesn't get kind of watered down where it's like, well, who the fuck is on what show today? I think, uh, right, yeah, it's right. definitely going to be something yeah. to watch for 2021. I mean, we can definitely uh, follow this going on, going on, obviously. So my uh, moment for 2020 is starting this podcast with you guys. That was the biggest moment in wrestling. Oh, this is our moment. That's a 16th episode. So, uh, COVID did have a silver lining. You know, we are all friends, obviously. We've known each other for many years, but I feel like we've gotten even like closer. Like, yeah, and I still think you're a dick. Hey, I'll take that. I thought you thought I was a pussy. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, yeah, Love so that guys. was great. And also one of my – I think Bobby has been an MVP in terms of Bobby Stone, leader of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, found a passion. He's yep. an unbelievable producer behind the scenes. How many downloads, Bobby? So, boys, that was a well-deserved round of applause. Uh, we are – we've just eclipsed our first 1,000 downloads uh, so that's a, oh, that's yeah. a big bravo, bravo to, uh, to, you know, kind of what we're, what we're doing here. I, I don't want to toot our own horn too much. Uh, I'll let everybody else do that for us. Uh, love when other people too. Oh <laughs> man, don't, don't you. I toot but, my own horn a couple times a day. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I've noticed is that the, uh, the community has been really cool, uh, welcoming uh looking for not only um fresh outlets to watch wrestling but also ways to listen and hear about the content as well so uh happy to be a part of a part of the new universe um but you know there's been six months since we since we started this back in july and um you know one of the barometers that i was using this whole time was actually based off of the uh, the stock prices and uh, boys, just to give you a heads up as to where we're at for this month oh in December, we are at $47.14. What's that relative to? Wow. Back in July when we were first starting out, it's also at $47. In August, $45. Nothing's <laughs> <That's how> changed. <laughs> in, in August, $45. September, $42. However, September also had its biggest caveat, which is it went to its lowest point at $35. So in September, mm. closed at 42 for the month, 
but at its lowest point was at 35. We'll fast forward all the way up here. So, you know, when we were just kind of laughing about the, uh, our, our bullshit and, and the simple fact that, uh, we are not stockbrokers. We have no stock experience whatsoever. We're not legally obligated None. or yeah, we have no credibility whatsoever. It's just been my barometer. Um, just as the crowds, a barometer, uh, of what we like, what we don't like, you know, this is awesome. You suck chance, throw them all in there. Uh, this is the corporate gauge. And, um, and, uh, in six months, it's stayed the same, just as bad as the product has been. And somehow it's valued at $47 a share. So, um, Weird. Good for good for the WWE for keep feeding us shit and keeping the same money. I mean, yeah, good for them. Well, they definitely changed their business model, uh, and there's no pay per views anymore. They're getting the ten dollars a month from a lot of people. You know, all of us are members, shit like that. You know, we got we got, you know. But I think if this could be a good segue into talking about the ratings, maybe just jumping into that. Yeah, so I, I I wanted to talk about a couple. You know, we talked about some of the good moments. There's there's been some very bad moments in 2020, if just like everyone else throughout 2020. Um, and I hear a couple of mine. Right, um, mine are the draft. I hate the draft. I think it's stupid. No one follows it. It it it. You have no idea who's going where. It's dumb. It's dumb. If you're gonna do that, just make them two separate companies. You know what I mean? I just just do it that way. Like it just it's stupid. I hate it. We've talked about it before. It's time to end this thing. It's not exciting. No one cares if someone's gonna be on Raw or SmackDown. Just keep them on the same 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 show throughout the whole thing. That's my first moment. Um, my my second moment is just all of the WWE storylines. They are just been brutal. They've been brutal. And, you know, it's great that AEW is around and even Impact. Um, you know, they did a segment with uh, with, with a, a, a smaller wrestler um, where they said AJ Styles was coming out. And um, he did come out as the We Nominal one. Uh, and it was pretty funny. It was a good one. Uh, I checked that out. But, I mean, even that's more entertaining than than 95% of the stuff that, that WWE has. And I'll tell you, the proof is in the pudding. We talk about um, some of the storylines like Lana and Lashley. That was a terrible one. You know, it, it just went back to the stupid relationship thing, and it was dumb. Uh, but the, the ratings won't lie. They'll tell you who's watching and who's not watching. All right. I'll tell you right now in this last week's episode of raw, not yesterday's, but the week before it had the lowest viewership of all time at 1.5 million viewers. Okay. Now that's down from the week before where they were at 1.7 million viewers. All right. To give you a scale of that, when we were watching in the Attitude Era with with Stone Cold, Raw was averaging five million plus viewers. In 2017, it was three point one million million viewers. 2018 is 2.8. Okay, so you can see that it's just continually going down, 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 down. And this is just Raw. All right. But actually, the um, AEW episode of Dynamite had a better rating and draw for the 18 through 49 demo. So that's the people that are going to spend money on your product, right? Those are the people that are going to actually put, put, 
put money in your hands. Um, and AEW outdrew them uh, 0.54 to 0.45. Um, if you really look at it, so it's telling you that 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 fan base, that eighteen to forty nine demo, wants to see stuff that's a little bit more gritty. You know that that makes more sense. They're not idiots, and uh, it's just it's it's just terrible. And you know what? You'd think that WWE would learn from all the past mistakes, but it becomes this giant circle of stupid shit that they do and they go back to old things that work and what do you think wwe is doing in two weeks from this time guys they're they're bringing in all the old farts yep they're bringing in the legends of even even tatanka is scheduled to be there bobby stone is going to be watching (laughs) here's the thing i I look at this in two ways do we watch because we see some of our older guys there nope what the thing is, I probably will just because I enjoy seeing yeah. some of them. You know, you but at the end of the day, you don't get to complain because you're playing is. right into it. Yeah, Why? But I don't watch it. But I don't care. So don't listen. Watch if you it. want to give me that, if you want to give me that quick hit, I'll take it. Right? But I'll if you know, don't give that quick all hit. I've been hearing from yeah, you is wah wah wah. Mikey Cash made one of the one of the big things I learned in 2020. He made a great point. He said, if you don't like it, change the channel. And I said, you know what? I'm going to watch AEW. I actually like it. Change the conversation. <laughs> Stop watching it then. Yeah, well, <laughs> That's listen. all you need to do. Watch. You know I just named it, off a ton of other shows for you to watch. Why are you still watching the same thing that gets you But mad? here's the thing. I'm not going to watch Raw every week, so they're just bringing me in for a quick hit. If that makes them happy, then that's what they want. Fine. That doesn't yeah, matter. Watch I it think this week. is kind of – this is a little different. It is – this is the lowest they've ever been, and I heard the executives yeah. are upset at USA. They're like, why are only like nine people watching this show? And they asked for more, you know, gritty, more adult storylines, but not like sexual, I heard, which, which kind of saddened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. This is something you talked about, Vito. It's like, I I think they want them to do more of, I I, I think they're just looking for more mature storytelling without like the cheap pop of like, oh, let's have a bra and panties match. Like, I think they're realizing in the 20s, they should have one of those not going to work. That's not going to do it. You know, yeah. like no, if, if Raw was on Cinemax, maybe, but like, that's not where they're at. So yeah. they're not, they're not going to be doing that. Right. But well, that's just my point. I'm <laughs> okay. Me, so. uh, we're running low on time. So before Mikey cash goes, I want to say something. <laughs> oh, okay. He has my, okay. Great. In years past, right. Uh, a lot of times, uh, I've read in like the internet chat forums and all this other stuff that because you know the ratings are so low, people will say, "How are the ratings so low? They have all this talent." Da 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 da. Right? I think I don't think they have the talent anymore. I just I don't think they have anybody with any charisma. I don't think they have anybody that's gonna that can move the needle, and they can't develop stars anymore. And it's over. And Mikey Cash, you can go. Oh, uh, I, I'm gonna keep this quick. Uh, so really my, my worst moment in wrestling for 2020 was actually something is the WWE's Twitch and cameo ban. I think it was just a bad look for them and they still haven't recovered from it. They lost Selena Vega, Andrew Yang's talking about wanting to do something against them. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's not a good look when they're limiting the amount of income that wrestlers can make outside of just wrestling. So I think it was kind of fucked up and 
I think they kind of deserve whatever's going to be coming to them legally. If anything, ever it's pushing people to other, that. other promotions. Yeah. Which it might be good though. Right. For, exactly. for the fan. Agreed. And that'll be good for us. So that's, that's my worst moment. And my, my, Biggest, uh, my saddest moment is that we never got to see Finn Balor and Walter have a match. They were building to that back in February. And man, I would have loved to see those two guys lock up uh, at TakeOver on WrestleMania weekend. That would have been awesome. What happened to Walter? Well, it was oh. the pandemic. They, they were, it, they were, it was going to be NXT and NXT UK. So I think they were just going to have oh, the two right. champions. Walter's that uh, German what's Creek guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of crazy. He's, uh, I think he's uh, Austrian. Yeah. So he's he's still the NXT UK champion, I believe. Yeah, he's good shit. Let's go to the outro. (laughs) 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 Let's do our two cents, huh? Let's do our goodbye two cents. All right, cool. All right. Uh, Just a match for people to check out. Like I was talking about before, uh, NWA Shockwave. They recently uh, re-released some of their episodes on YouTube. Episode one, episode one through like five or up. Episode one, check it out. You get to see Mike Bennett, who wrestled in WWE. He had like a real shitty gimmick, uh, but he's fighting Nick Aldis for the NWA title. Really good match between the two guys. I think you get to see just how underutilized Mike Bennett was. And you get to see Camille, who's essentially Nick Aldis's bodyguard. You get some serious China vibes. She's awesome. Uh, I think it was it's a great match. So uh, check that out as well as Thunder Rosa versus Priscilla Kelly on episode two. If I had five cents for every Thunder Rosa take you've had be a fucking millionaire i freaking love thunder rosa i'm not ashamed of it she's awesome. i still have not seen her do anything <laughs> i gotta get my shit together <laughs> uh okay let's see the leader of men has a two cents uh gentlemen this is actually very quick it's kind of uh just reaffirming the rumor mill is real um but in the works right now nxt remember it was built to be kind of that farm system to start to feed the raw and smackdown rosters but then they realized that they had some really good talent and wanted to keep them on that roster so now they're making an nxt show for nxt so it, they're basically putting together a minor league system for to feed um to feed the nxt with and uh i think it's interesting um but i i do want to want to talk about one point that we've all been uh, saying that maybe WWE is out of touch with or building on um, their wrestlers, their, their kind of way that they're doing uh, um, their shows, their story builds. um, And they're not getting they they have no charisma. Well, this could be true, but it also could be, the fact that they have gone from a improv style back in the day to something that's a whole lot more scripted and produced. Um, if they actually go back to something that's a little more improvised and not as produced, uh, mixed with, I don't know, uh, a fresh injection of talent. Um, I think, um, I think, you know, WWE in a year or two, maybe can catch that footing again um, because they'll have the competition of what AEW is doing right now. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with 
uh, the new landscape for 2021 to see what wrestling is going to become. But I think uh, I think every time that their back has been against the wall, they've come out swinging. And it wasn't just because they bought their competition. They beat their competition and then swallowed them up. So I'm hoping that this is a great way for um, WWE to do their own pulse check, figure out what type of uh, clutters in their closet and maybe exercise some of their demons. And, uh, you know, if that means that the head of the gorilla position needs to step down, then maybe it's time. Uh, Bobby, I really liked what you just said, but I wanted to just comment on one thing you said. You said if they let it be less scripted, right, more improv, Mm -hmm. I don't think any of the current day superstars can do anything on their feet. I don't think they've never learned how to do it on their feet. They've always been scripted from the beginning. They're not just going to learn how to be funny or anything like that. So do you disagree with that, Vito? I, well, I was just oh, going to say that's sorry. where I think the territory. But that's where I disagree because they're actually flourishing in new markets. So they actually had the talent, but it was squandered. Oh, you mean like um, when Ambrose went to um, – eight- Exactly. Well, but those are the guys, the ones who actually have talent. I feel like they've already gone. Or may- I don't know. Maybe um- – I'm 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 just I'm thinking that if you if you let go of the leash a little bit, you may actually let some some of your ball plays show you what they got. Yeah, you got a better shot at that on NXT, mm-hmm. and, and that's yeah. why NXT still one of the right now is their strongest product. Yeah, but that's also because that's where they're learning all of this stuff. So they're they can still be a little bit free while they're learning all of it. Then they get up to the big time, and then they're it's kind of like, oh, I'm in the big show now. Like, and now you know, you you go to this thing where you don't have territories, and people aren't learning from different people, mm-hmm. and it just you get this thing, and you get up there, and it's like, well, I, I'm a robot. I have to do things this way. Ah, you know, like you ever seen Grandma's Boy JD? <laughs> I am JD. You know, that's how they all are. So, <laughs> a grandma's boy. Reference. I think the yeah. worst thing. Yeah. that up on the bingo card. How many more? Uh, can you make another reference to the Ready to Rumble, real quick? Uh, but uh, I can. Yeah. yeah. I what will do you, rule you. <laughs> that's good. Shit. I I hate how they teach them all how to and everybody to come out the same. They all come out the same. Like th- nobody does anything different walking down the fucking aisle. They always, well, you know, Sasha Banks nope. has been doing that stupid fucking slide thing where she slides to the right. She's been doing that for yeah. 15 fucking years. Guess what? No. You wanted to slide yeah. to the left. Yeah, slide to the left. Then crisscross. I wanted to crisscross. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to Charlie Brown myself. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, let me give you my two cents because I know we're we're short on time though. Let me I'm gonna tell you about the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, they're thinking about building a physical one. I've been talking about this since 2011, and it's like considered the most prestigious Hall of Fame. Um, so in wrestling, so you might as well have they have all they have a warehouse full of product and memorabilia. You should definitely have one. And honestly, they should make a WWE theme park. You know, where they have a Hall of Fame and a little theme park with roller coasters. I think it would be awesome. It'd be so cool. Um, that's that's just my thought process behind it. Uh, I, I was reading about it. They, they're talking about how they have it in the works. And then I heard another thing where it was just, no, they haven't. It hasn't really gone past, like, 
the, the talking stage. So I think they should have it. But if you're curious about the Hall of Fame, you should really check out our Walking Down the Hall episode um, that we we had. And you would learn a lot about the Wrestling Hall of Fame more more than we can give you today because we're running short on time. Absolutely. Anybody? Uh, we are really low on time. Uh, I mean, so are they building one or not? I they didn't really say. There was someone who said that they had, they had heard that they were going to, and then it other people be, did not confirm I agree that. With you. I think so. it'd be really cool. I mean, if, if you build it at the real estate plot of land that they already have in Connecticut, you're only a half hour from New York. Logistically, it makes yeah. the most sense. You could still get people traveling in and out. Um, it's fucking awesome. The amount of awesome memorabilia they could showcase that they currently have just sitting in storage show it to the world we want to see it and if that many people want to see it then the hall of fame is no longer just a farce in vince's head it's a way to showcase your legacy not only from a company standpoint but a mcmahon standpoint you you just just stamp your fucking shit in the ground and and call it a hall of fame the theme park, though, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about it. That would be awesome. Why wouldn't you wouldn't want to ride, you know, Roddy Roddy Piper's ridiculous roller coaster? The, the only way I could see that happening is it wouldn't be their own theme park. I think they'd have maybe a ride at they Universal. They would have to have it because they got that deal with USA and NBC Universal. So that'd probably be their best shot to have something, some sort of like world there where it's like yeah here's your, a wwe universe land or whatever yeah that'd be awesome that'd be great i would love that they'd think about all the wrestling stars that they'd have there that they could sign autographs all the old guys that they bring back every 20 years you ever seen pete rose in las vegas signing autographs like at least <laughs> virgil virgil will have a home <laughs> <laughs> virgil will have a home and kane will be down uh tombstoning fucking pete rose <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, him, him and Bob Backlund. Him and Bob Backlund will be camping. <laughs> I have a 2021 prediction. God. Do you guys want to do a little okay. predictions for 2021? Fuck it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the end of the year. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I, I think WWE is going to be bought. Wow, and that's a bold by, prediction. Uh, you know, I don't know. Actually, maybe not. I don't know. They're going to be bought. They're going to open up a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> that's what made me think of it like wow, where you maybe disney control? buys it throws it on the fucking uh disney plus thing there were rumors of disney but the only thing it. that would be weird yeah. would be fox and, and all that shit so so your your prediction is they're gonna get bought my prediction is gonna be that aew overtakes raw overtakes wwe by the end of 2021 that, that's how i'm okay. ratings that that i'll that i'll give it but i you can't overtake it in in terms of no money, no, no, but ratings, Overall yes, ratings, guaranteed. not just That's 18 to 49. Prediction. It's the veto lock of the, the year. <laughs> my prediction is W you will see no change <laughs> in WWE programming in 2021. That's all my prediction, my bold prediction. And it went safe. You went safe. I went safe. It's the only one you can give. If you if you legitimately give a prediction that you think something's going to change in WWE in twenty twenty one, you're fucking fooling yourself. So stop it, okay? I'm here to fucking slap Mike, that out. Bring in the absolute shit. Nothing's going to change. <laughs> Michael, Mike, that was what? good. That was 
Bobby's going to get signed by WWE. That's my other prediction. As a producer. Yep, that would be awesome. He's going to produce yeah, the Fiends. Uh, <laughs> his vignettes. Yeah. The, the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> yeah. That is easily one of my favorite. Great. Oh, great. It's, it, it's a new take on, on, on some uh, on some old school promos. I, I love it. Do you great. really, Mike, do you really like it? Yeah. What, the Firefly Funhouse? You look sarcastic. Sometimes I do. I liked I liked the Funhouse match. I I I kind of dig it because it's like a weird, it's like a perverted version of like Mister Rogers, you know. So I, I kind of like that, and like Pee Wee too, you know, like with the talking furniture and shit. Like it's very <laughs> a lot of the chat in the well, IWC. Yes, right, exactly. A lot of the chit chat in the IWC the other day was that the Fiend sucks. They were all saying the Fiend sucks. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, well, it's that, funny that they blame him, but they don't blame the people behind everything that he has to do. No, I, I don't think one, he sucks. Is he the guy they let I, do his own thing and he's failing miserably? I don't think he's failing. I think he's the only one. Him and Roman Reigns are basically the only ones holding think the whole company this. up right now. They had the lowest ratings in history based on a raw that was based around the Fiend and Randy Orton. I'm just getting this from like a nine-year-old. Well, I, I think we're missing one part of that equation here. So, like, why are we blaming the Fiend? When Randy Orton isn't exactly the biggest draw anymore. Like he's yeah. boring as fuck. He's listen. I'm not saying that I don't think he's a good wrestler, but I don't think he's someone that is like must see TV for me to like tune in and watch. So Randy Orton being the Viper, you know, eight years ago was cool. Uh, fast forward eight years. It's no longer cool. Like I like to see, you know, changes in, and characters, um, guys, we clearly could go all night. So we go on. What's your prediction for twenty twenty one, Bob? Did you make one already? Twenty twenty one. Here's what I guarantee. I guarantee. It's a guarantee. The stock will rise to forty nine dollars. Yes, forty nine bucks. <laughs> I guarantee that we will have more episodes of Strutting from Gorilla. In 2021, than we did right. in 2020. That, yeah, right. I can get good prediction. That. Good yeah, prediction. You went safe, Bobby. You're you fucking right. There is nothing in this company that is <laughs> easily going to be predicted going forward. Um, wrestling, as I think you know, I think we've made uh, made the point to say that um, you know. It's dying in some areas. I think uh, I think there could be ways to revive it, but I think we need uh, some new leadership to actually bring us a uh, a breath of fresh air to, to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe there'll be some changes. Maybe not. Who knows? Final prediction. So Pfizer came up with the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. Am I correct? They will also cure insomnia in 2021. They're going to find a way to package Randy Orton into a little pill. And if you can't sleep, just take the pill. You fall asleep. Boom. Roasted. Out of nowhere, I'm going to get That's RKO'd bold. into my computer screen. Anybody else have any final thoughts? <laughs> any final two cents? 
Well, I, I think I, I think much like insomnia, this pod, ah, this show needs to be put to rest. <laughs> yeah, but before before we leave, I think Mango, you should tell them what oh, we got yes. coming up. Absolutely. Oh my god, I'm so look at look at look at Vito just just know, reassuming you know, his you know, role here. How do you feel Vito's about that? Vito's so Mango? on top of shit. You can take me out of the host, but you can't take the host out of me. Okay. <laughs> they, they file charges for stuff like that. <laughs> That's fucked up. So most importantly, we are not insiders. Number one. Number two, we're going to have a Bret Hart, HBK, HBK versus Bret Hart. Three part series where we go over heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. We go over, Brett the Hitman Hart in the next episode, and then we go over Brett the Hitman Hart versus Shawn Michaels, two of the most legendary, iconic superstars in the history of the WWE. Look forward to that in 2021. We're fucking bringing it in 2021, right? You got them right. Hell yeah. yeah. And we might have a special guest. It might be Brett Hart, or it might be my mom. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) More than likely, it'll be my mom. Okay. Anybody else got anything? I don't think anybody can follow this? that. I'm just trying to see how long you let me go. <laughs> <laughs> so, how you been, anyways? <laughs> and that's all from all of no. us here at Starting okay. from Gorilla. Have a blessed Bobby, holiday all, folks. and a happy new year. Bobby's not the host. Until next time. No, you don't get to do that. Hold on. I got two more cents. You just got host jacked. <laughs> I got host jacked. All right, yeah. We'll see you next week. 2021. We'll see you there. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.